the blast from our past network. Folks, this just in. The ongoing comic book discussion podcast confirms comic books are cool. To this craziness that is uh, Serenity, because it was your pick on on uh, Blast from Our Past as well. So we might as well make this as a as a part two to that. You know, yes, like it's li- the, listen. Uh, it's the um, I was gonna what I had a thing. It was like the appetizer, not even the appetizer. It's like the next course of the Firefly series. So uh, essentially, to, it's a good pairing. It's a good wine and cheese pairing. If you go over to Blast from Our Past podcast and you listen to our Fire, Firefly episode. Where me, John, Adam, we all review Firefly, the TV show, and then the movie, which was really fun because I was laughing my butt off. And then now you come over here and we're doing the comics. So it just kind of makes sense. <laughs> I was just listening to that. And and hey, guys, we have John on the show, too. Hi, John! <laughs> Hi! <laughs> uh, John, I was just listening to that episode this morning, even though that episode came out a while ago. And real quick, isn't it interesting how we all love podcasts and we started doing podcasts because we love podcasts and now we don't have time to actually listen to podcasts Dude. that we love. Um, life so is sort true. of funny in that way. But I, uh, good eye, John, on picking up the Starship Trooper outfits that were in uh, the TV show because, um, dude... Like for years after Starship Troopers came out, those those the Starship Trooper like armor outfits that the uh-huh. soldiers wore they popped up everywhere. I saw them in um, uh, Power Rangers TV show. <laughs> it's it's uh. just because uh, to, you know whatever the studio that made all right. those costumes they had to f- like make f- millions of them for all kinds of people. This was you know before they filled out the ranks with like CGI and everything. So all these background actors had to wear these you know outfits in the movie Starship Troopers, and then after the movie's over, they're just sitting on all that plastic and and fabric. And then, you know, people who have smaller budgets, this is kind of like an insight into Hollywood, shows that have smaller budgets looking to save some money, they could either, it's it's obviously cheaper to grab a, a pre-existing costume than it is to fabricate and make your own. Right. So, you know, Firefly, especially that episode, um, if you guys remember the heist episode, um, and all those Alliance yeah. soldiers were like guarding that thing on the train. Yeah. Those were all Starship Trooper costumes. That's and, crazy. And, as someone who's like a huge armor file, I just I love armor. armor I, I can spot that a mile away. I'm like, oh, Starship Troopers. Like other movies, I'm like, up oh, there, there, there. And then like on Archer, they made the space suits look like Colonial Marines from Aliens. I'm like, yep, Colonial Marines over there. Uh, uh, pulse rifle over there. <laughs> that's cool. You know, it's funny. I think that's why you like the Mandalorian because he's literally just head to toe armor. <laughs> yeah, you're a hundred percent correct. I mean, that's why I love uh, Boba Fett. I mean, it's all yeah. every character that i love it has some sort of armor element let me go even deeper real quick for you guys here we go uh loved mortal kombat 1 the arcade game but Mm -hmm. mortal kombat 2 is what really solidified it for me because in mortal kombat 2 the ninjas got their armor upgrade look they had like these uh uh, shin guard things and they had these really cool like mask things and i was like that's armor and that's cool (laughs) and then and like like you know 12 year old Corey is like oh that's awesome (laughs) but i didn't coin the term 
armor file until I, I probably about you know five years ago when I realized, wait, it's really just armor that makes me horny, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I like how so, yeah. you're like, I need a name for this obsession. It, I do, yeah. Yeah. I like, and, and similar to why I liked The Mandalorian, um, and I always was a fan of Boba Fett, I like anyone in armor where you don't ever see their face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, who else I, does that? Other than The Mandalorian... Who else? Well, Vader didn't do it until you yeah, know, like the and, very end. Until the very end, um, uh, there's a movie called Willow, and <gasps> the general with the monkey skull mask—you never see him, his face, which I always loved that about that. Um, just any time you have something like that where you never see their face, and I was—I'll be honest—I might be the only person. I was actually pissed that they showed his face in the Mandalorian. Really? Well, yeah, I did not want to see his face. The entire series, I w- did not want to see his face. Okay, even though it was justified and like a human didn't see his no, face, no, I, a droid saw I his face? I understand that they justified it, but okay. for me, but like it's still, that takes me out of it. Really? Okay. Knowing, because I, because you know, you watch something, I don't know, you're watching it kind of like you're a voyeur watching something else. But it still takes me out of the story. Like, the story is he never takes his helmet off. And yes, I realize it's justified and all that stuff. And, you know, they want to see the star's face. But to me, it if it if they had not done that, it would have made it a perfect series for me. Whoa. Corey, I, I, now, thoughts? <laughs> I, I agree where John is coming from. Uh-huh. I don't think seeing his face knocked it down any notches for me. But I think if we made it through this entire season of Mandalorian without seeing his face, it would have still been a 10. But I would have given it like more like bonus points yeah. for the fact that they pulled mm. it off. Though, now that we're talking about it, I almost wonder, and I don't have any information on this, I almost wonder if... If that is a SAG issue, like, do you think that he needs to have his face shown for a certain portion of anything in order? I'm just curious. But then again, I say that and I realize that, like, Carl Urban, uh, you don't see his face at all during Dread. And that movie is fantastic. And that's another example. You see his jawline. Yeah, of course. (laughs) But that's another example of a of a character that you never see his face. either. Uh, And and I'm so glad you brought up Willow, because that is character that bad guy mm-hmm. is my favorite part of willow and <laughs> as a kid like i just i loved him he was like i would draw him i just thought he was super cool because again he had some kind of armor even though it was like a bone mask it was still some kind of cool yeah. looking armor exactly That's cool right? so firefly <laughs> yeah i was gonna say a show that has no armor whatsoever except for maybe the oh. the, the alliance soldiers in that episode right. but yeah, yeah firefly <laughs> Oh, no, I love it. I try to like find a segue and because I did so many years of improv, usually I can find something. But this one, I'm like, nobody wears armor like nobody in Firefly wears armor. All they have are guns. It's truly a space Western. It's like mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. Old West, they didn't wear any armor. They're like guns and cowboy hats to shield me from the sun. But that was it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, OK, so Corey, give us the facts. Give Give us the stats. On this, uh, <laughs> on this Firefly comic book. So, well, I will let say. Me, let, me, let me pull up the tablet. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what? No, I don't have any facts. Wait, I'm the guy without <laughs> facts Wait. ever. I know. Well, okay. So we got, well, okay. So like we said before, John is from Blast Cast Pass, which I love saying. Um, <laughs> and we did a review. <laughs> and we thought it'd be a really cool wine and cheese pairing to have him here doing the comic book. And there were a few comic book options, but this one got the highest rating that I could find. So okay. th- that's why I'm, I chose this I'm one. I'm glad, I'm actually glad that you chose this one because uh, I have like 
probably three, maybe four comic book stores in town that I go to depending on what part of the day I am and where I am around town. Like there's one that's near work. There's one that's near my house. There's one that's uh, near where I drop off my kids for some of their activities and stuff like that. And, you know, ones I'll just hit up. And the one that's near work, I've seen this one sitting on the shelf every time I go in. And I just, I've hesitated to pick it up. And I'm glad you you said it because then it gave me an excuse to go right there and immediately. And I think the day you said yes. that, I went and picked it up I immediately. Love it. I love it. In fact, it. I picked up both part. I picked up part one and two. Although, oh. admittedly, I haven't read two yet. Okay, I'm curious well, what two is like. Well, that's a that's actually a really good point because, as you guys know, on the ongoing comic book discussion podcast, we jump into spoilers pretty much immediately into the discussion. Yeah. And right now, I gotta say, I was a little bit upset that this book ended on such a cliffhanger. I know, and <laughs> I was a like, because I was kind of like keeping track of the pages, and I was like, okay, there's enough for another issue here. And then you realize that it's all just uh, cover images in the back, and I'm like, yep. I was like, I pulled like a Wrath of Khan, like, damn you, cover images. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even though I love having cover images in my trades, yeah. I wanted this story to keep going. And uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to put it out now okay. that uh, we are going to review Firefly Part Volume 2 uh, at some point. It yeah. will be with John. Yes. It will be all three of us. I would we are going to yes. continue this. <laughs> um, and, and because I want to know and I want to keep reading this book. So yeah. yeah, I'm just getting that out of the way now that totally. I was super pissed that this book ended on. <laughs> such a cliffhanger and that's why when i texted you last night tess i was like have you finished reading yeah. yet and you're like no and i'm like Ugh. i was literally I was like, on issue four and i was like surely this will wrap up in two issues surely. there's only five <laughs> issues and i have an issue with that i know and, and technically like this arc did wrap up like they did sort of wrap up what was happening with the pilgrims yeah but they did not wrap up what was happening with the unifactors is that what they're called Unificate unificators Thank unificators so so John, why don't you why don't you give everyone a little bit of insight as to where this trade paperback falls into the timeline of Firefly slash Serenity? I believe I believe, and I'm glad I looked this up before you asked that question. <laughs> I believe it falls in between the series and the movie. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. okay. Book is Shepherd Book is still alive in this. Yeah, and so is Wash. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that yeah, oh, and I wasn't sad. looking for like so I wasn't right. <laughs> so, yes, I wasn't looking for like a, like one year or like, you know, a specific time frame. Just yeah, it, it no, falls between the the TV show and the movie. The TV show and the movie, which isn't that much time because I believe uh I believe Inara says somewhere in the movie that they they took on River and Simon like 8 months prior, which means oh. that in between the first episode of Firefly and the end of Serenity is only 8 months. Mm, okay. So okay. it's not a lot of time. Yeah, no. yeah. No, that that isn't in this. Yeah, I mean, you know, comic book logic. You can sort of insert all kinds <laughs> well, of happenings. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's for, there's for all... crying out loud, the whole Clone Wars uh, took place. The whole series of the Clone Wars takes place between two movies. You know, right? <laughs> well, that's. I mean, the, the and the thing is, is there's there is even within the TV show, there's time jumps. So there's there's room for all kinds of stories that you can add in the middle. Yeah, and um, I was going to say earlier, Corey, you said that it doesn't wrap up, which is really infuriating because every single episode of Firefly essentially wraps up any sort of like conflict or war. And for this one, I was like, I'm not sure this is Firefly because we, <laughs> we are not wrapped. So 
Yeah, and I remember you hearing. I remember, and I remember you saying that on the Blast from Our Past episode um, about how Firefly had a very syndicated TV show quality to it, where every episode's going to kind of get nicely wrapped up, right. and there are a couple overarching threads that kind of stay through the entire series from episode to episode. That was a that was a very like late '90s style of TV show like making. X Files uh, did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and now it's. Now it's much more, um, you know, less syndicated feeling and more like that Netflix style where the whole season as a whole almost feels like just a long movie where things, you know, have bigger arcs and everything. And I think I I did actually hear some complaining online about The Mandalorian season one, how you didn't see the bigger arcs until like the last two episodes. And everyone was kind of complaining that it felt very 90s syndicated style where things got wrapped up. Yeah, after every episode episode and honestly I love that I love I thought that was very entertaining about Mandalorian and how it still maintained cohesion at the end Um, but that's the one thing I do love about Firefly I like that style of of TV shows where Mm -hmm. you do get a resolution and everything and uh, and yeah I think this comic fits more in tune with current like zeitgeist style of storytelling than it did in the 90s and i actually think you're right like i think it should have felt a little bit more 90s and a little bit more wrapped up and i that's just also a personal opinion i like my trade paperbacks to be very singular very self-contained yeah you know Mm -hmm. even if it's uh, even if it's a trade paperback uh, of a character that has like a hundred issues before it i still want that story to be very self-contained and again i was in a fun way, like I'm joking, it was a very fun way, but I was pissed off at the end of this because I <laughs> wanted to see where the whole Captain Moon thing goes because I actually, God, I love that character. God, I love all the characters in this book, right? So let's, all right, enough of my rambling. Uh, Tess, you know, what? Uh, talk to us about the characters. Do you think that they nailed the the, the vocabulary of um, uh, of, the, of the show and everything? And by that, and by they, I mean um, writer Greg Pak. Yes. Okay. So the thing that I love about Firefly, and I think John will agree with me, um, the it's like there could be so much going on at once. Like they could literally be at the end of their lives, like their lives are threatened, but somehow they always find the freaking humor in it. And mm-hmm. that's what they really picked up in this comic. That's what I loved because I was laughing out loud. Like I even have moments where I wrote down what pages I was laughing because like even even in the beginning, like the first page or not the first page, maybe the first or second page where Zoe is like, hey, baby, to wash. Are we dying? And he's like, "Um, I'm handling it. Don't worry. Like, just very yeah. calm. So I really did. So, I, yeah, I would totally agree that like it's very much like it translated over. It's a moment where there's like catastrophe within the first couple of pages, just like the show is like catastrophe within the first couple of 15 minutes. Like there's a moment, moment of bliss, maybe, but then there's like catastrophe and they have to land and something's happening to the ship. And then they find all these people who want to kill them and they forgot, you know, like, so so long answer. That was my long answer. Short answer. Yes, absolutely. Oh man, it's. I mean, you're. It's. You're correct. It's. I. I agree that the that Greg Pak definitely nailed sort of the the vibe of the show and the dialogue of the show. But more than anything, I think he really nailed the 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 characters. Like, I love the fact that in Serenity, I loved the bad guy in Serenity, uh, the movie. Um, how like he, you know, every every bad guy, every uh, well written antagonist 
always thinks that they're doing the, the right thing, right? They yeah. always think they're doing mm-hmm. the right thing, and they never know. They never sort of realize that they're the bad guy. You could even yeah. say, like, Darth Vader, he thinks he's bringing peace to the galaxy through oppression, okay? But I loved in Serenity the operative. I love the fact that, A, he knew what he was, and, B, he knew there was no place for the, for him in the new world because he knew he was the bad guy. Right. I was like, yeah. holy crap, how cool is that? And that's Joss Whedon 100 110% taking your expectations and then sort of like twisting them and spinning them. Um, that's, but why I, love them. that's why, that's we, why love we love them. That's why we love them. And I loved what Greg Pak did with Captain Moon and how at first she's the bad guy, but then you really see her side of things. Uh, John, what did you think about the the characters in this, especially the uh, antagonists? Um, I'll, I'll tell you this. Uh, this was a slow burn for me. Mm-hmm. I actually had a hard time at the beginning. Okay. Um, I felt like they they, uh, they were trying too hard to uh, kind of nail the characterizations of the characters. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, I understood. Yeah. Yeah. Really. And like they were putting so much just in those first few panels. I'm like, God, this, is, this doesn't feel like it's going where. I'm like, I guess I get the banter. And, and yeah, okay. So I understand who the characters were. Now, maybe that's just because... I'm still kind of fresh from the from the series, sure. And I from you know having just watched the entire thing plus the movie to do our, our re- review with Tess, mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, I don't need this shit. I already I already know who these characters are. Um, but by the end of it, I did get into it. Um, and at first, I was a little iffy on Moon, but by the end, I like what they did. Um, I like the the turn and everything where. Uh, you can finally see like what she's talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, that was that was awesome when you find out that he blew up um, a hospital instead of uh, thinking that it was a base or something. Yeah, and and you know like they're not wrong. Like from her point of view, yeah, like our our protagonists. It, to them, it, is their antagonist. Yeah. Like, they, they're the bad guys here. Well, um, the thing um, about Captain Mal that I love is that even in the series, they have the audience questioning constantly if they should be on Mal's side because yeah. Mal does so many things that are just kind of messed up. But you're like, but I know Mal, and I know that's not him. You know, he's a good guy on the inside. And, y- you know, you just, and that definitely like set it up this time where they're like, ooh, he blew up a hospital. Like, is he a bad guy? But he was yeah. fighting a war, you know, it's, and so they set it up <clears throat> really, really close to like the characters in the show, which is, I, I love that part. Well, and I love the fact that, uh, that Joss Whedon created this character who, He's a good person who's done bad things. Sure. And yep. you see you've seen that before, but like you know, you've seen that in characters where you've heard they've done bad things, but it's like, well, I'm not surprised they've done bad things. You can see it in the character. But when you see someone who like there's no way this person did it and then they've actually done it, then it kind of messes with you. And I like when writers do that. Mm-hmm. When they don't just give me the expected yeah, yeah, because you kind of expect that this not to be the case. Like, it wasn't really a hospital that that they blew up, and you know you're expecting you know some sort of other twist, but no, that's that's just it. He during a time a moment of you know rage and everything after his whole team gets destroyed, you know, he does this thing without thinking, and it's it's true, it's a true thing, and he can't take it back, but he's had to live with it. And yeah. I do want to see like more of his you know interaction with moon because it, it, 
in this comic, you know, and I, I'll go with you, John, on that one. It was a bit of a slow burn. Um, yeah. At first, I was like, okay, it's it's. I was like, all right, I get it. You know, we're st- establishing the characters, but it definitely picks up pace as mm-hmm. it goes along, and I enjoy that. But we don't get too much interaction between Captain Moon and Captain Mal until sort of the end. Yeah. And and so now I do really want to see these two characters communicate and see what happens, and I hope that they get into another situation where they have to again band together which because i always like that i like that idea of like a a, you know a cop and a robber getting stuck in a situation where they have to work together and thus becoming friends even though they were on two different sides of the coin right Right. you know i like that kind of stuff and those kind of stories so there's a lot of potential here Mm -hmm. i will say this the art in this book i was not a big fan of i was gonna say that yep my my takeaway was one word serviceable like he he does a good job of like making action happen and you get to see all this stuff going on i'm like i get it but his style is just i'm not digging on it to be 100 percent truthful okay i have a question though on that Mm -hmm. so okay so you guys are fans of the show Corey, when's the last time you watched firefly it's it's a show Myra and I will watch it and then watch the movie at least once a year. Like it's something we always watch back over and over again. Okay, perfect. So you, it's in your brain. It's in there. Yeah. So when you go into a comic book, and this is different, because usually you go from a comic book to a movie or comic book to a TV show, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So this is the first time, well, in my experience, that it's the exact opposite. So as a fan of the show and the movie – Do you feel like you want the artwork justified because you know what they already look like? You know what I'm saying? Do I want the artwork to reflect them? Like, like, right. Like to like, cause Jane did not look like Jane. Like, Oh, right, right, right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Um, no, for me as an artist, it's, it's a bonus if an artist can make the, 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 the character look like the actor, but I know that that's kind of hard for me at a fundamental level. I did not like this artist. Like, okay. if this artist was doing another comic book, I would be like, uh, "I'm That's not even going to pick asking. up that comic." Yeah, gotcha. here I, I can. I don't mind if if the artist was a, more of a style that I liked. Because I do not want to say at all that this is a bad artist. First off, we don't know the inker just might not be the right inker for uh, him. John, you know as well as I do, like an inker can change so, so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't know that. So I don't want to say that this is a, a bad artist, but this art as a whole is not my cup of tea. Okay. And and I wouldn't mind if they looked cartoony, you know, like an artist they pick up, like or even a, like yeah. a Frank Cho style artist that just kind of made the people not look like, yeah, I wouldn't mind any of that. I just don't like this artist. Got you. John, yeah. what did you think about the art? Yeah. I I more or less had the exact same uh, complaint where, like, I think at times they tried to make them look too much like the people on the show, and that actually took me out of it. But then uh. Jane looks nothing like Jane. Right, so, exactly. So it's a little weird because so it's, it's not consistent. And, and like, River and uh, Simon don't really look like River and Simon. Um, it's, like, it's really like they just tried to concentrate on Mal zoe and wash looking yeah. exactly like there's and shepherd a little bit to to a degree but to me that took it out of it right like, because you I, were a fan of the show before right yeah. is that what you mean yeah exactly and i think i think i would have preferred what Corey said which if they made it look a little bit more cartoony i think i would have been easier for me to read it as a comic um than than it did because i like i just had a hard time because every time i saw them like you're just trying to draw the face and it's taking you out of what should be this story? Gotcha. Yeah, and, and yeah, and, and it doesn't 
take me out so much that I didn't enjoy it as a comic. But yeah. like as a whole, I'll say that I like it as an extension of Firefly and having more Firefly than I do say as a comic book, you know, itself. And like, and I say that by saying like when I show someone a comic book, usually it's the art that I'm kind of showing them, you know, and I'm right. like, hey, check this out. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, it's a combination of the both, you know, if, if it's something like Planetary or something like that. Um, but here it's like, this I would say to people, you know, this, you know, I'd probably even lead with the art's not that strong, but the story's a lot of fun, yeah. and I think that they get the 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 spirit of Firefly and Serenity correct in this. Yeah, because I was able to like dive right in and be like, oh, I know who everybody is, I know their relationship. Like they didn't have to spend yeah. time explaining; they just were like on the ship and they're landing, yeah. and here we go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what did you guys think of the Unificators like? armor since we had done armor gonna, speaking of armor I was, yeah i know i was gonna say that um earlier i was gonna say earlier i went with something else but yeah that also brought me out because it was so like s&m leather looking that totally. i don't remember ever seeing anything like that in yeah. that universe like like i i don't know i felt like it should have been a little bit more i would like to see more traditional either say if they are from the old alliance and again i don't even actually understand what they are so the alliance won but they're not really with the alliance they're more of like an, an old regiment uh, just doing their own thing from right. the war essentially is that my understanding of it I'm, and I'm asking both you guys. I think you're right. And and the thing is, yeah. and, and it really took me out of it because it's so, so much a Western. Like they had everything right from the religious group because it is kind of like Firefly is kind of religious at some points and it's totally fine. Mm -hmm. It's just part of the world. And then we have the the Benitez bandits, which were like, okay, check, check, check. And then we get to the unificators. And even like in the show, when we met the Alliance, it kind of met up with the world. It was very like very early star wars kind of outfits like very i felt like very 70s 80s star wars kind of i don't know if i'm making the, sense but to like, me they looked more futuristic than they should have I right think. yeah and, and yeah that's what i'm saying like i totally agree with you Corey. it's like the, it, even like what's her name the moon lady it, her her whole <laughs> eye patch thing it just looked too robotic for this time yeah and, and yeah that's 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 the issue i was having because you know even on that episode of Firefly where they have to do the the train robbery, those, you know, soldiers are wearing armor, but it doesn't look that much different than sort of military people nowadays wear. It's it's like it's like the same amount of armor, the same kind of fabric. Like it looks very understandable. But then these guys are all wearing like leather and it seems like they have very high end tech on them. Even one yeah. guy has like a robotic eye. And I don't recall really seeing a lot of cybernetics stuff in the firefly universe right like so artificial limbs and eyeballs yeah. and stuff like that yeah exactly so i don't know if they've been out on the fringe for so long maybe this is something we'll learn in the next season but but yeah, yeah like the the benetis band is was is more of what i picture firefly looking like like in that world it's always there's yes there's a futuristic spaceship but then everyone's sort of wearing cowboy gear is, yeah. is always what my aesthetic sort of is um so yeah i think we all agree that that just they didn't fit you know those yeah. guys did not fit I agree. So, this is a random thing, but I'm pretty sure it's Benitez. Oh, Benitez. Okay. Okay. No, totally you're probably fine. right. <laughs> you're probably right. Benitez. <laughs> Benitez. That's just how I read it. Yeah, no, it's it. I'm sure you're right. Um, but but 
to to actually speak to that character again and what they do correct in this comic is the these fun things like how that gang goes through multiple name changes through this this story arc because yeah. they people keep dying leaders. and like yeah because yeah, the leaders keep dying so they it's a whole new game and then another guy's like formally known as and another guy's like yeah. formally known as this but then i love how at the end it comes back around that the head guy what was his name chang benitez chang benitez yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i love how he comes back and sort of saves the day because we got an insight into his character early on that he might be like honorable, you know, or at least smart enough to know not to mess with Mal and uh, and Zoe. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, and to dive into just like the relationships that they really do set us up with, like it's pretty funny how like that one part where where um, Wash is like Zoe, don't go, and she's like I'm going, and he's like boom, and he shoots her in the leg, <laughs> and then she's like dang, or wait, she, she shoots him in the leg first, right? And then she keeps going, and then he shoots her in the leg, and I'm like oh my god, like that, like just <laughs> the humor in this, it's it's there. There's like the thing is like there are certain elements of Firefly that are totally here, and if if you know the show, you enjoy it more. You know what I'm saying? Like if you were to yeah. pick this up and you've never seen the show or the movie, you may not like it because you won't understand what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you cannot I, go into this like that. I agree. I, I think you had to have watched at least the show. Yeah, at, um, at least. Exactly. At yeah. least the show. Actually, preferably the show. You know, ideally, in in the perfect world, we get to see everything in the exact order it's supposed to be. But that is, that's never how anything Works out. That's how we ended up with the prequels. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, at least watch the show before you watch this. And it's not that long. I mean, it's like what, fifteen episodes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like twelve or something. Something it's, like it's that. It's super, super easy. But by the way, and and even um, you know, talking about armor, I guess. I guess you could say that their armor looked a little bit spacesuity, like early, um, mm-hmm. early the bounty hunter from the unaired like last episode on the Fire Firefly show. Do you remember that one with the bounty hunter in the red sort of spacesuit slash armor thing at the end? Yeah. Yes. Uh, He's great. Is that the is that the one where River takes over his? Yes. His yes. Yes. Ship at the end. Okay. Mm-hmm. That yeah, one's yeah, yeah. one of my favorite episodes. That, that is. Yeah, that is hands down my favorite episode. I loved the Bounty Hunter early. I just like Bounty Hunter concepts. But he right there, <laughs> that's like the most like sort of futuristic outfit you could possibly get in Firefly. And it's still like a spacesuit. And that's why it's, you know, sort of futuristic Even the the spacesuits that they use on Serenity, on the ship Serenity, like we've seen a couple episodes where Mal has to get into it. It still looks very Primey, practical. Right? Yeah. yeah, and yeah, and like not really clean and you know it's been yeah. around for years like almost like a a relic as it you yeah. know whereas early's looked like it was a little bit uh, newer and cleaner um but yeah and, and even the the ship designs are never that crazy or fanciful yeah. you know they're they're kind of more practical um yeah mm-hmm. well okay yeah. so like being you being you, both of you you're a fan of star wars right john yes okay perfect so being a fan of star wars how forgiving are you guys to these many different styles? Because, like, think about it. It's a giant universe, and we've only seen from the point of view of Serenity, Firefly Gang, right? So right. how forgiving are you when it comes to new things coming in? Like, can you write it off and be like, yeah, it's not the style, but maybe they're from moon number 52 or whatever. Right. You yeah, know what I, mean? I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. John, go. you go with that, John. Let, let, us, let us know what you well, think. I mean, I'm going to make another parallel to to Star Wars here because you have, um, you have the thing where you have sort of the the outs, outer worlds and the rebels 
in Star Wars where everything is old and looks used and right. everything in when you see the Empire is clean and pristine um, and, you know, simplistic in its colors and everything matches. And you get sort of the same thing here where, you know, all these outer worlds that Mal and them are going to are, you know, they're they're not necessarily old, but they're they're definitely not um, they're definitely not new. And, you know, that it's a place where they don't have a lot of money. Then anytime you see anything with the Alliance, everything looks cleaner and more professional and stuff like that. And I, that parallel you get. And I, in that course of me explaining that, I completely forgot what your question was. <laughs> oh, it's just like, how forgiving are you when it comes to like new things coming in? Yeah, like, like into into this set universe. Um, yeah, um, I, I don't mind it. Okay. I don't mind it if it's done in the right way. Um, okay, so this or wasn't if it feels like it's right coherent. Okay. Well, I don't see. The thing is, is it it didn't bother me that they had armor like this. Um, I just didn't necessarily like the look of it. I think. Got you. Because uh, the thing is, is we didn't spend that much time in the actual alliance in the TV show and the movie. Right. You only see little glimpses of it. That's so true. there's a lot there that you wouldn't see. Right. Or that you haven't seen. So at that point, you can kind of make anything up. So, I mean, especially in big universes like that, I am a little forgiving. So, I mean, it doesn't bother me per se that they had that they had armor. It's just that, it, to me, I, the look of the armor seemed a little too weird and yeah. out of place for this world. Yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you on that one. Uh, I like in my head, I'm like, okay, sure, you know, they're on a different planet. They got this stuff from a different planet. They're on the fringes, you know. Yeah, but for some reason, especially in the this universe, the Serenity slash Firefly universe, it's so strongly built on like a cowboy aesthetic yeah. that I almost know. I almost feel like it. It things need to adhere to the overall aesthetic of this show because you or, expect uh, it, right? Yeah, yeah, and Star Wars. There's even, I mean, there's plenty of times where you know you hear you hear behind the scenes of like George Lucas vetoing a design for a movie because like nah, doesn't feel like Star Wars, and it's like it's it's there's some <laughs> intangible thing that you can't you know, put your finger on and you just know it when you see it. Like, like yeah. you can look at an alien and be like, okay, that's a Star Trek alien. Sure. That's a Star Wars alien. That's a, that's a serenity, you know, outfit, you know, like, and everything like that. What I would like to see um, personally is more, especially in the comic and maybe they do it. It's again, we're only going off of, of the first volume, but we never saw any aliens in the serenity universe. Mm -hmm. I would love for them to tackle like that at some point, like, like, you know, I don't know how, if it's going to be a big thing or if they just run into some aliens Aww. or something, I think that would be kind of a neat thing to see what aliens would look like in the Serenity slash Firefly universe. That's a good point, actually, because like in Star Wars, there's so many freaking creatures, but yeah. in Serenity, it's just all humans. Right. You're totally right. I did not think of that. And but then but then wouldn't that take you out of it? Because you're like, wait a minute, there's no aliens in this universe. Well, I mean, they'd have to do a story that, you know, yeah. kind of, you know, does it properly. You know, what, what if they run into, you know, gray aliens out there, the, the grays that, you know, we know from from real life, quote unquote, <laughs> real life, depending <laughs> on what you believe in. Yeah. Uh, what if they run into something like that, like a like a very like sort of meta thing, like something that's like that's in our 
our zeitgeist, you know, like as a society, and then somehow you put it into the show and be like, look, greys actually do exist, and, you know, they're from this part of space, and we just never made it there, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Anyways, point is, I think that would have been neat to, to see them tackle something with the aliens in the book. That's definitely okay. a point of discussion because I, I like I'm even like no, there's no aliens in this one. I just want <laughs> Kaylee and, and, and know, Jane, and, okay? And maybe that's the and maybe that's the right response. Like and and maybe like like this show, it, it, this comic, it's it's more about the characters than it is anything else. So if they do encounter aliens, it has to be done in a way to you know to I don't know exemplify these character traits that we know and love, or give you some sort of backstory insight. I mean, every story you tell based on a character, it has to make that character grow like that's yeah. otherwise what's the point of at all telling any story it's it's to show a character and their growth and everything so yeah um yeah that's yeah but i'm with you i mean it's i think the core of serenity and, and firefly are the characters that's yeah. the core of everything yeah. yeah i feel like overall this comic was like this comic could have easily this story could have easily been made into an episode because they just kind of continue, oh, yeah. yeah. They just kind of continued the episode, and I feel like if you're a fan of Fly- of Firefly, maybe you would like a continuation and like another, you know, Western space cowboy story like this. But like, my question to you guys is: Did we need this? Did it need <sighs> the comic book? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually have some thoughts on that, but I have I've been talking so much, John. Give us uh, give us your thoughts on it. Um, well. I mean, <laughs> that's that's a really tough thing to say because right. the question is is if the if we, if we didn't have it, would you be clamoring for more story? Sure. Because it was so short, would you be like, okay, I need something? Because I, I imagine that a lot of that is going to be like, hey, all right, we know the movies and, and TV shows are going to happen. Give us something. Fans want something. Well, we can do a comic book. Great. Give us a comic book. Sure. And so that and but then you're if you're going to count everything as canon and you've got to stick to it that means you have you know limited space as to where you're going to put it because obviously we kill off a bunch of people at the end so if you're going to continue you got to do it without wash and um the shepherd yeah and so it's hard it's a hard it's question. hard it's a hard well, question it, to answer and and to the point of you saying that it felt like an episode of the of the show i a hundred percent agree with that and by that i also mean scale like, if you're going to do a comic book, you have infinite essential budget when it comes to spaceships and stuff. Mm-hmm. So why why not give us something we've never seen, like more action, like more spaceship action, you know, something. Whereas this all feels like, like, a, like not low budget, but it feels like TV budget. Like, they could have filmed this. This is absolutely something, an episode they could have made. Now, does that actually help it? Because it actually sure. makes it feel more coherent with the show. I don't know, but I feel like if you have a comic book, if you're doing something in comic book, you know uh, the format, then just ha- sky's the limit. Ha- whatever the artist right. wants to draw, so you know, go for it and have it be bigger and and crazier. You know. Yeah. Well, and to your George Lucas point, our fans gonna see that and go, "Does that feel Firefly?" Exactly. exactly ding 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 that's what so, i'm saying that's what i'm so saying. maybe like greg pack was like he might have been more confined than we know yeah uh, for all we know he this could have also been uh he could have been working on a, an outline for an unused episode like like mm, they, that could have been the mandate like boom studios yeah. could have had a had a mandate we don't know uh, again also to earlier about the artist not being able to draw jane there could also be a, a, a baldwin uh, what's his name uh, uh, adam, uh, adam baldwin, adam baldwin. Uh, 
likeness signed, issue. Yeah, yeah, he could have signed like a likeness issue, and so they couldn't even draw. Like yeah. a myriad of things could have be, could be going on behind the scenes that we don't know about. But like holding it in our hands and, and reading it. I'd say, and I say very confidently, that if you're a fan of Firefly, if you're a fan of Serenity, I think this fits very well in there. I think it fits perfectly in there. I think you can have fun with it. Not everything fits, like like the armor, you know, of the the bad guys don't perfectly fit. But then I think the 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 written characterization of them um, offsets that essentially. You know, I even like that one scene where. where Summer introduced herself to a guy that she just held up by gunpoint. She's like, "Hi, you know, I'm or not sometimes not Summer, but you know, River." And uh, he's like, "He's like, uh, she's like, hi, River, nice to meet you." And he's like, uh, "Wayne, nice to meet you too." <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I love that. So like, for every time that I kind of scratched my head, being like, "Why do the Unifactors look a little weird and wonky and not Firefly esque?" Then there's a moment like that where River has that moment, and I'm like, "Oh God, that is so Firefly," you know. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is just so perfectly Firefly. So it's weird. They nail some things so perfectly and then some things not that I, but I do think that they nail more than they miss essentially. I agree. Uh, especially, I especially think they really got the voice of the characters. And I know this because I hated Jane in the TV show and I hated Jane in this comic book. Hey man, I hated <laughs> Jane in this comic book too. I'm not going to lie. He was kind of a jerk and wimpy. <laughs> like he, <laughs> it's really you know, annoying. All his flaws that he had in the TV show where he ratted everybody out, like, he did that, like, immediately yeah. <laughs> in this comic book. Yeah. I was like, oh, Jane, jeez, come <laughs> on, man. But, yeah. Hey, I, I'm I'm with Adam. I like Jane. I always think <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's such a, a hilarious foil, you know, to, yeah. to Mal, essentially. And I love it. I do love it when Mal puts him in his place, though. I always love that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. understand him, and I understand why you would want a character like that. And I totally agree that having those types of characters add conflict and stuff, and you need that for good storytelling. I just hate the character. I just hate him. I just don't like him. <laughs> but you got to have I, but him, But right? I, love, I love the fact that, like, on the ship, even Mal knows that, like, we need somebody like him. Yeah. We need a bad guy, and he is just a bad guy. Like, you know, I love I love the fact that like all these characters have some gray to them and stuff. Jane doesn't have that much gray to them be, to him because everything's sort of right there. He kind of says what he sort of feels no filter. and everything, yeah. and, and he's got yeah, he's got no filter whatsoever essentially. And and I don't know, I I kind of dig that. It's like no guys, like he's a bad guy. If if he would easily be on someone else's team fighting you, but now we have the bad guy essentially in your midst on sure. your payroll and that just opens the door for just so many fantastic interactions. But at the end of the day, I like that Jane always does for Jane, you know, like yeah. he always stays true to his character and his character is a bad guy that just happens to be working with the good guys. Yeah. And he's like you said, like he starts off as a, we meet him. He is a bad guy. Yeah. <laughs> he is a bad like, guy trying to fight his own demons constantly while being with the good, the Justice League, essentially. <laughs> well, well, Adam said, you know, Mal is a good guy that's done bad things. I would say Jane is the exact opposite. He's a bad guy that's just happened to luckily done some good things because he's with Mal and all them, you right. know, and right. he doesn't even like he doesn't even realize that they're kind of saving his soul for, you know, like he doesn't even know that it's happening and that he's becoming a better person, but he's a bad guy that's done a couple good things here and there. Yeah. So I, I got to ask, did you call out Adam from the from the uh, thing or did you just refer to me as Adam? 
no, from no, the thing, yes, right? Yeah. From yeah, no, from the okay, because I, no, I just, I just said the, I just said that Mal was a good person who done bad. I don't remember that from the recording, so <laughs> I was, oh, yeah, I just yeah. wasn't sure if you called me Adam. No, 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 Adam, because uh, Jane, he, he liked Jane, and uh, you yes, said I know earlier, you said that earlier this recording that Mal was a a, a good guy that's done bad things. Right. Yes. But you, when, okay, when you said that, you said. I like how Adam said, yada, yeah. Oh, my bad. Okay. No, no, no. no, 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 no that was John. No, Corey, <laughs> Corey was right. No, Corey was right. I understood what he was saying. He agreed with Adam that he liked the Jane, Jane character. Right. No, I get that. Never. Okay. I'm, it's <laughs> hey, a stupid sorry, argument okay, that I shouldn't have brought sorry. up. <laughs> Listen, I've been called worse things than my brother's name. <laughs> it's okay. My sister's name is Jess, and I'm Tess. So let's go. Well, that's on your that's on your parents. <laughs> I know. To Jess, I'm to Jess and Jess a lot. <laughs> well, and then I think it's funny because uh, you're you know John, your husband John, John Yanos, uh, uh, John Babe, John Babe, and um, but together whenever I refer to you guys as a couple, I refer to you guys as John and Tess. But for someone who grew up in the '80s watching Entertainment Tonight and uh, with the host John Tess T E S S, I just it always sometimes come out comes out of my mouth when I'm talking to Myra. I'm like, "Yeah, what do you think John Tess are doing?" And I'm like, "John and Tess," you know. And uh, uh, but it's funny. It's it's yeah, John Tesh is his name T E S H. And up yes. here in Oregon, he actually has a, a radio show, the John Tesh Hour or whatever. And I'm like, "Does oh, he play new age music?" I, I, man, I, I, I had to turn the channel, but I heard him talk and I'm like, that's, that voice sounds familiar. And he's like, oh, the John Tesh music hour. And I'm like, no, I was like, no, John Tesh followed no. me up here too. <laughs> Leave me alone. So I would yeah. like to introduce a new scoring system on OCD. Mm-hmm. So I think that whoever you are, you should give it like, so you have five, right? So I think like I should give it out of like, what uh, five Tesses, and you'll give it five Corys or five Johns. So, like for this comic book, I want to give it three and a half Tesses. <laughs> what do you think, guys? <laughs> We're live. I hope you like it. <laughs> I think it's your podcast, and whatever you want me to do, I will do. <laughs> and I say the exact same thing John said. It's your podcast. Okay. I don't really like it, guys. I'm not used to giving things scores, though. Like, Adam and I don't give anything a score. We just kind of have final thoughts and stuff. So, okay. It's actually, it's it's something that I've actually thought about. Like, should we be doing that? Because I do know other podcasts that do do it, they'll give a score. Uh Um, Because I know, like, a lot of people like to quantify things or like to hear something being quantified. Okay. But. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's something we'll ever do. I think. Well, I think at this point we're too far in, so we won't change yeah. it. Well, yeah. After a hundred episodes, you guys are <laughs> way yeah. too far in. I don't think we'll um, change that. But I. I I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, me neither. I actually thought that we should we should have been doing a score at some point. Yeah. Um. And I'm I'm all for a score or a rating system. I'm totally down for that. So, um, I will give. Yeah, I'm gonna have to give this one a solid three Corys. Okay. Because it's it's. It's awesome, but it's not perfect, and I think the art really sort of brings it down a couple notches, and uh, like some and some of the 
inconsistency in design choices. And now mm-hmm. I don't, I don't clump that like that's, I kind of put separate from the art itself. Like, because you know, uh, someone else could have designed them. It was probably the artist, but you know, someone else could have, but I didn't right. care for the designs of that, of the Unifactors. And I didn't quite care for the art in this book, but the writing Perfect. Like as far as Serenity Firefly goes. So I definitely give this a, a solid three out of five. Okay. Yeah, I'm probably. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> it sounded like he was vomiting. <laughs> 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 Wait, is that how you feel? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my Dang. God. It goes, goes all over the Skype uh, camera. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got slimed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Q, uh, you can't do that on television. Yes, there you go. Good one. Uh, Tess, you're way too young for that show. That was Canadian Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, that was at the beginning. Yeah. That, yeah, that was like way before Nickelodeon even like became Nickelodeon, essentially. Well, Shit, you're too was... old for that show, so <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we probably were at the time, actually. <laughs> uh, uh, no, I, that show came out really early. Like, I remember being really young when I saw that show. Um, oh, no. Sorry, we're, we're digressing from the point. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Corey. I think three out of five. I'll give it three out of five B-Fops. (laughs) B-Fops. I hate that term so much. I know. So we're going to use it more. (laughs) I know you are. (laughs) But they're going to make a whole theme song out of it. Like a B-Fop bop. I wasn't, but now that you said that, I'm going to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Isolate Tess's B-Fop bop track and then just turn it into a (laughs) B-Fop bop. B-Fop bop. Beef up, beef up, beef up, bop. That's all right. We'll just add some some uh, auto tune and some some beats, and we'll be fine. Yes, it'll be great, and you'll be the guy to do that because you're the guy. And the great thing is, like, volume two in theory could make this even better. Like, if they dive into the stuff that we don't care so much for, maybe actually flesh it out that we're like, oh, okay, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, maybe there's a reason their outfits look so extremely different. You know, we don't know. Um, But maybe, maybe you see uh, volume two will help us flesh that out but i'm i'm excited i'm so excited to do that we should do that like uh probably in a few months i guess because we're pretty pretty scheduled in i imagine but we'll we'll definitely be doing that this year and probably you know before mid-year essentially okay sounds good because i and this is honestly i've always wanted to read the firefly comics because i knew that they were you know kind of an extension of the show so this is the right you know at this point in our lives i've talked about it on other podcasts i don't watch movies i don't watch you know a lot of stuff i don't read comics outside of what i have to (laughs) do for podcasting because there's just not enough uh time in the day so i love that this gives me the reason to go and read these comics that i've always wanted to go and read yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is is that um, there were some comics that came out uh, on Dark Horse um, yes. that were earlier because this one came out on Boom. Is that yes, right? Yes, this is yeah. Boom. And I was and I actually you guys sort of picked this one uh, together. So I just kind of you know opened up the app and started reading it. And I real I was like, okay, I see what we're doing. This is I think this is the new canon. I think the Dark Horse stuff is not canonical anymore. My understanding that is that it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. I mean, I could be wrong, but from what I did, I did. Uh, I listened to a, a couple of other things where they were talking about this, just to kind of, you know, just to kind of jive my thoughts with, with other what other people thought with it. And what I had heard was that it is still technically in canon with the show. 
Okay, the, so but the licensee right now, or the licensor, uh, either way, uh, Boom Studios has the Firefly license yes. Or this one. Yes. I don't know if they do the other one. Not the volume two, but there's an entirely different yeah. Firefly comic book. Right, and that's that's the one that Dark Horse puts out. Oh, oh and they copy, put copy, that, copy, 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 copy. And they yeah. put that out, like, I think it was, like, 10 years ago or something. Yeah, like, it, it was, was a, while a ago. long time ago. But the artwork was, if I remember correctly, the artwork was amazing. Okay. Or Ooh. at least better than this. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> it was amazing or just better. I'm not sure. <laughs> or just better <laughs> than this. But yeah, I'm I would prefer to stick with like the newer stuff. Unless, you know, unless volume two is all there is and we want to keep going, no, I would definitely I, go. I back know there is a stuff. part three. Okay, so there's Ooh. a volume two and a volume three. Yeah. And then probably volume two is probably gonna end on a cliffhanger just like this one did, I'm sure. I would yeah. bet money on it. Well, I hope they never stop writing. Like they did the see <laughs> the first season. I don't know. I do know that um, I actually, and and this kind of goes way back to something you said earlier about like how we don't really know what you know what the behind the scenes was for this. I do know that Joss Whedon did have a hand in what went into this oh. series. Yeah. So like I I you know I guess he's kind of like the producer of this where he was uh, he had some sort of creative input. I like yeah, how he's driving this whole series. Like, you know, he doesn't, like, let it go to just anybody. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, no, I, I want to have some say. It has to have some Joss Whedon magic in it for it to be Firefly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I respect that. that. The auteur sort of mentality to it of of keeping creative control over your property. And, you know, from what we understand, the making of the show and everything, th- obviously this was very near and dear to Joss Whedon's heart. I mm-hmm. think I think it was kind of devastating when um, when it didn't really do well or, you know, critically or got, pay- you know, got, you know, canceled essentially right. by Fox. And, um, you know, I, I think that I think it's awesome that he's kind of maintained creative control over it. And, you know, I'm sure George Lucas probably, you know, regrets losing some creative control over over Star Wars, or at least he did at one point. But, um, yeah, it's, I don't think you should regret there. anything. To be I'll, honest. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, though. Uh-oh. So I and I, I, I you, Corey and I have had this brief discussion offline. You did not read any of the Star Wars books outside of the canon, right? Oh, I mean, I've I've read a ton of comics and I've read the Thrawn trilogy and some here things here and there, but I did not read like the fifty X Wing novels that they right. had, yeah. all right. Wedge Antilles. I didn't read those. Um, no, but I did read a lot of comics. My my Star Wars stuff was very comic heavy in the nineties okay. because I read a lot of the books. Right, a lot of the books. Did but did you not read the comics? No. Right, and so, I, and so Lucas in had general, no control over that stuff. Right. I uh, I want to say I maybe we've had this conversation before. In general, I did not read a lot of comics that were based on movies I liked. Yeah. Like I preferred to read comics that were not already uh, associated with something else. Right. right, and and my childhood was primarily uh, superhero wise. I read a lot of X Men, like right. the nineties X Men. I did that as well. Yeah, and Punisher, but mostly I was reading uh, the Dark Horse stuff, the right. Star Wars, Terminator, Aliens, and Predator stuff. Yeah, that was my jam. Uh, next month, uh, Tess and I are going to read an Aliens comic for April for uh, you know LV four two six. For nice. Aliens Day. Yeah, so we're yes. definitely going to do something there. <laughs> Corey's <laughs> like, I looked excited. at my calendar, and it's Aliens Day, and we're reading a comic. <laughs> yeah. As I adjust my glasses with my yeah. finger. <laughs> yeah. um, 
And we, hate- we might, we may or may not be doing something on the blast <gasps> from our past associated with the same thing. We'll see. Ooh, your voice got Ooh, really high be- at that point. All aliens <laughs> month. Um. All right. So I hate to spring this on you because I would, I wish I sort of told you guys ahead of time. Ruh-roh. So I'll, I'll go first oh. just to buy you guys some thinking time. Okay. But are there any TV shows or movies? I'm thinking like franchises, like series that kind of ended abruptly that you wish they would just finish keep going with like comic books just to keep the story going and like i said to buy you guys some time to think i will tell you my number one choice would be the sarah connor chronicles from fox and they did two seasons of it and if you guys have ever seen the show it ends season two ended on such a fantastic awesome idea awesome concept that i just am so pissed that they never kind of like even went forward with that i need to and, watch and that. kind of kept it going yeah it was it was so good they started getting into some really sort of heavy sci-fi concepts in the later season um but that was another show that fox pulled the plug on like fox is known to do <laughs> now i will say this my buddy diallo who's a friend of our show he he listens and he he comments a lot he i did, want him to be on the show by the way yeah and he's he's yeah, and he's a comic book writer, so Diallo, we're definitely gonna have you on the show. His his comic book is awesome, um, yes. called Angela in the Dark, and um, so he pointed out to me one time when I was shitting on Fox, he was like, "Okay, but you do have to give them credit; they greenlight more shows than anybody else. They basically Ooh. give shows like Firefly a shot where a shot, no yeah. other network would even put that thing on the air. Now, True. granted, you know Fox sort of demands like the ratings have to be crazy for it to survive, especially based mm-hmm. on the budget. But Fox does greenlight a lot of shows, right? That's and true. that's and that's my shilling for Fox. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, John or Tess, do you guys have a, a TV show that got killed abruptly that you wish they would just continue it in comic book form or or a movie series or something? Gilmore Girls. Oh, yeah, good. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Did that end? Did, I never watched it, did, but I know a lot of people like it. Did it end, like, abruptly with, like, no resolution? It ended where Amy Sherman Palladino, who is my favorite director ever in the whole entire world because her brain is fantastic um the last season basically according to the internet um she didn't direct the last season but every cast member would direct like a different episode and it was definitely not amy sherman paladino the last season so we didn't get any like loose ends tied up until they did like this four-part mini series on netflix which was just Uh. so rushed and i just feel like I don't know if Gilmore Girls would make a very good comic book because honestly, like I'm so I'm still very new. I'm only 365 days into comic book being a comic book <laughs> fanatic. So, um, but I will say I don't know if the Gilmore Girls would actually make a good comic book, but I will say that I hope they continue the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina series, um, which is like my favorite. It it didn't end abruptly but it is my favorite like wine and cheese pairing for comic book and tv show i i know i totally like skewed your question but <laughs> that would be my like offshoot answer <laughs> so gilmore girls that was a great choice yeah. <laughs> that's i, I know girls- i know i was like okay so look when you're a new comic book reader and you're trying to like make your way into the world like i'm trying to do now it's like you try to find something that relates to some questions so that's my like yeah Rest no, no, I, answer. <laughs> I honestly, truthfully, I think Gilmore Girls is a great pick. I think there are plenty of comic books out there that don't get a lot of, of airplay.
play that are just, you know, no superheroes, like actually right. just, you know, conversations and people talking and, you know, just that kind of stuff. I mean, even, uh, you know, Riverdale and stuff and Archie, because right. I know we, we read a lot of like afterlife with Archie, which is yeah. fun, but then there's regular Archie, which is just dealing with regular things. So honestly, I think Gilmore Girls... Have you not ever seen it, but knowing that there's a huge fan base for it, I think that would probably make a fantastic comic book series. Yeah, it'd be fun. It'd just be like the thing with Gilmore Girls is like you read a story and it would just be like, oh, it's the Gilmore Girls world. Like it's it's stars hollow. We're here. You know, it's not yeah. like aliens and yeah. armor. And they can keep, yeah. And they but they can keep it going. Keep the characters going. Keep all the yeah. story threads going and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, Why that's not? perfect answer. You know what? OK. You could not have an- answered it any better. OK. Well, there's no <laughs> way I can edit out the Chilling, of Sabrin- <laughs> Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comment. Uh be true to yourself. Okay. All right, John. <laughs> You're up. Um, at like the first thing that popped into my head would be something like Babylon Five, but mm. I know they did do a comic series for that. Um, I don't know if it was intended to be a continuation or what they did with that. Um, yeah. and as somebody who did enjoy that series, um, if they did it as a comic, I'd like them to ignore the last season. <laughs> <laughs> and just sort of be like the first four seasons happened and the last one didn't and we're just going to pick it from there um, but my, I think my actual pick is going to be one that's it's going to be along the same lines of Tess's which is going to be one that you probably wouldn't expect and I don't know if it's even a show that either of you know or have even heard of um, but there was a television show that I really enjoyed called Greg the Bunny Oh, oh! I've heard of that. I've never watched it. Wasn't that with um? It was a puppet, right? It was yeah. A, he was a puppet, and yeah. it was kind of like a little vulgar type of thing. Yes, yes, yeah. But much more sort of like a, an adult puppet show. Yeah, and I huh. think it was Fox. I'm pretty sure it was Fox. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like I've, a Fox show. I, it lasted like maybe one <laughs> season, maybe two. I don't, I don't, I think it was one season. Um, that but was I've got the 90s, entire, wasn't I've, it? No, I think it was early 2000s, really okay, early okay. 2000s. Is it like Avenue Q? Like super Yeah, old? in that same vein. Okay. In that same vein. What's Avenue Q? It's oh a musical. Oh my gosh, it is the greatest musical ever made. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey man, you just getting off of, you guys just did the episode, the Muppets episode, right? Wait, what was it? Labyrinth. Yeah, so we just did Labyrinth. You're really into that, huh? Like Muppets, or like um, <laughs> puppets and stuff like that? Uh, I do, yeah. I mean, I I enjoy all types of artistic art forms. Got you. But it it just happened to line up that this we talked we just talked about Labyrinth and Fraggle Rock. Fraggle Rock, that's what it was. That's but, good old Fraggle Rock. I remember Fraggle Rock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, as long as they, you know, as long as they get the uh, the the dialogue and everything correct, I think a lot of shows you can you can just keep going in comic book yeah. form. I think. You know, I think a lot of people always think comic books have to be these fantastical things with right. superheroes and stuff, but it's it's a much more flexible medium that I think people give it credit for yeah. because of the fact that you can actually do thought bubbles and you can actually like like a book, you can get inside the mind of characters. And I think sometimes even uh, Greg Pak missed the opportunity here to use the format to its to its fullest degree and actually get inside the mind of some of these characters. And, and what they're thinking versus just what they're saying and doing. That's that's a it's a part of comic book. Like that's what made Spider Man so awesome because yeah. Spider Man he would always be like punching somebody and whatnot, but in his head he'd be still a kid thinking like, holy moly, what am I doing? Like this is right. insane. Like I'm fighting somebody with like six arms, you know? Like this is this is. But it, you know what comes out of his mouth is some quip, some something funny, but. 
what made us as a you know readers endear ourselves to Peter Parker and Spider Man is that we could see his vulnerability through the thoughts thought balloons. And I think right. a lot of art, I think a lot of writers have moved away from really utilizing thought balloons in in comic books. Truthfully, you don't see it that much anymore. Uh. Yeah, I tend to agree. I will say this. I just started reading this series, and I'm just bringing this up just because there is a lot of internalized uh, thoughts mm-hmm. in the series. Um, I think it only came out maybe 2018, um, but it's uh, it's called Die. Oh, okay. D-I-E. Is, 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 is that an image uh, jam? <laughs> oh, God. See, I didn't, I didn't even pay attention as to who was the- uh, Yeah. What's it about? Who was the publisher? Okay. <laughs> oh, man, it it's is, heavy. Okay. No, no, no. It's. I'll kind of give you like the opening, and that kind of explains what, what happens. So it's uh, uh, about five or six kids. Uh, like It starts out in 1991. Five or six kids go to a room to play a Dungeons & Dragons-like game. Is it Stranger Things? They disappear. They come back two years later. One of them is missing. One of them is missing an arm, mm. and they okay. won't, and they can't talk about it. Sounds like oh, the wow. Hangover. Mm. <laughs> and then, and then you kind of, it kind of, it reminded me a little bit of it, in that there's, you know, these something traumatic happened to these kids, and then after they come back, it skips to like twenty years later, and they're older, right, and it's right, it's right. this this trauma that they have, they finally have to get back together and deal with, and essentially what it is is that the kid who was the game master came across this magical die that when he used it, they all got teleported into the game. Jumanji. You kind of Jumanji-ish, yeah. yes. Yeah, Jumanji slash the old Dungeons & Dragons cartoon from the 80s. Yeah, and uh, it's actually... It's, uh, I'm about halfway through the first volume, and it's really good. Ooh. Okay, is it mature? Like, is it adult, or is it, like, fun kid stuff? No, it's more mature. Okay. And not okay. not mature in like vulgarity or yeah. anything like that. It's is just heavy. It's just heavy. It's very okay. heavy. Okay. It's very heavy. Uh John, have you read Paper Girls? No, I have not. Okay. Uh Tess and I are gonna do that at some point. That's a really mm-hmm. cool one. Yeah. Okay. Um Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I I like that. I might have to look into die. That sounds very interesting. Is the yeah. art good in it? Yes. Yeah. I really nice. I'm really digging on it. At first I wasn't sure about it because it's it's very um ethereal oh okay cool maybe is the word maybe it's not a great word i'm looking for Hmm. like drugs no maybe like like not defined like okay 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 interesting interesting and i don't (laughs) i don't typically like that style of art but i like the way it works with the story okay that's awesome Oh, I get it. Die is in. You, I think you said it, but I was probably talking about like die, like dice, dice. Right? Yes, yeah. like dice. Gotcha. Uh, I'm cool. trying to pull it up um, quickly. We'll have to put it right on our now. list. Oh, the artwork looks really nice in it. Actually, I oh yeah, it's it's oh that's really pretty. I like that. It's, it's pretty. Almost, that is for might sure. Might be painted or something. That's yeah, really painted. Cool that's a much better term than what I gave you. <laughs> than, than ethereal. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it's image. It looks like it's image comics. Okay. 
um cool that one looks really cool now i'm now i'm intrigued so (laughs) yeah awesome awesome well Well, hey yeah (laughs) we went from serenity and firefly (laughs) all the way back around to to die (laughs) by image comics very cool hey man that's what it that's why we have guests so people can introduce us to new stories and stuff like that Mm -hmm. so that's awesome yes and Yay. and that's yeah that's why we like having our our freeform discussions. I think I do like I do like the structured discussions of like uh, Cartwright and podcasting after dark. But I do think it kind of pigeonholes things, and I think we kind of go a little bit into crazier places with our freeform discussion here. But I like those crazy places. Yeah. I like yeah. those those deep those deep dark recesses those of our deep, brain. Dark well, dives. And, and this is yeah. this is what more like what a natural conversation is. Yeah, that's things true. Which is the in, Yes, which things get steered in different directions, and then you have to backtrack and figure out how the hell you got there. <laughs> I know. And, and what you were saying originally exactly. when you started talking. <laughs> my favorite part is when I'm editing, and then we get to that part, and I'm like, I know exactly how we got there while editing. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're going to hear that whole conversation that we had and be like, no, no. John said, yeah, John was right. Corey said this, you know. Yep. Um, <laughs> but it, <laughs> I love it. I love it. We, we hope you guys love it, too. You must. You keep coming back for more, and you're growing our numbers. By by you, I mean our listeners. Our, our yeah. numbers are growing, and we thank you all for that. Yes. So, well, yeah, we you guys must be uh, spreading the word of mouth and all that kind of stuff, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. Um, we're, we're, we're getting really good good subscriber numbers. I'm happy. I know. But, we're um, meeting some cool people, too. Like Yeah. yeah. Like John here. <laughs> hey, John. I don't know if I'll ever <laughs> physically meet you, but I feel like I know you you <laughs> hopefully you know what my my personal goal is that we all get so successful that you know we can all meet up at um one of these podcasting conventions they got one Ooh. in la they got them all over the place now and that we all actually like start recording our shows there and stuff i think that'd be fun that would be a blast yeah, that would be a blast from our past. Our past. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Corey. We're <laughs> oh, man. Well, this has been really fun. John, thank you so much for uh, being, being the wine and cheese pairing to your episode. <laughs> 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 to being on this. We, we love having you, John. We like your, uh, your opinion and your view on things. Thank you yes. for liking me enough to have me back. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Of course. I didn't, and- I didn't outstay my welcome on, uh, with Red Sonia. Oh no, that was a great episode. That was, that was so much episode. fun. Yeah, and I I love this, dude. I I want us to like I said do the next trade and then keep going with that. Maybe this will maybe this will be kind of like a, a yearly side, you know, project that we do is just keep the keep the Firefly uh, story going because I think all three of us love it like the same. Like I think we yeah. all love it exactly the same. So I am on board for this to be our thing, all three of us to keep doing the, the Firefly sure. story. Yeah, sure. I'm down. As long as it's oh. good. I mean, yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Until until it starts stinking, then we're like, all right, guys. But we can also well, delve into well, the Dark Horse ones, too. So we can see that. how those those compare. Yeah. Um, but, but John, can you officially plug your, your, ne- your, your podcast <laughs> with your brother? Sure. Uh, so my pet. Oh, God. Oh. I cannot talk today. Um. Uh, please check out the Blast from Our Past podcast, which you can find on pretty much all podcasting platforms. Um, you can find us on all social media by searching for at Blast Past Cast. I say all, but really just Instagram and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we're technically them. we're on Twitter, but don't don't check it. So they're don't, on TikTok. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, John's on Listen, TikTok. <laughs> my brother and I, we have a face for radio. 
<laughs> hey, that's a Actually, great we, quote. We have we have the body for radio. I would say <laughs> more than the face. Podcasting more, bod. Yeah, we, we we definitely have the podcasting bod. Um, yeah, you got that got that uh, awesome podcast bod. Yeah. Pod and, bod. Do, you even, do you even podcast, bro? Sometimes I feel like I'm never not podcasting. <laughs> oh God, tell me it. about it. And, well, and, and especially, and I guess I can say this now. Um, but w- my brother and I have a new show that's going to be coming out fairly yeah. soon. So at least I feel comfortable at least sort of talking about that it's going to be coming out. Woo-hoo, so if anything, if you're interested in this, then you can go check out the Blast from Our Past podcast and then find out when the actual thing is going to drop. Um, but we are we've been doing this thing on our Patreon where we've been doing these little trivia episodes, and we're actually taking that live to an actual podcast for the public. Yeah, um, and it's going to be, be so called. Uh, it's going to be called Throwdown Trivia Take. Wait, did I say that right? Throwback Trivia Takedown. We went through so many name ideas. I can't even remember what it was. Throwback <laughs> yeah, Trivia Takedown. So I was on the thread for all those names. <laughs> yeah, trying to figure out what we we're going to do. Um, and uh, and it's a lot of fun. It's going to be very short format, like twenty-five to thirty minutes. A very very quick game. It's all pop culture questions related specifically to our sort of nostalgic bubble which is 70s 80s and 90s and early um, 2000s you know maybe a little bit <laughs> i think we did that one just for you <laughs> Whatever. you were the only one special enough for us to change our format <gasps> Because we didn't do that for anybody else. And I got that question wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I that go- sounds like something I would do. That's such a stoner thing. Like, going back like, and I listening to, to it. Yeah. I want you to like make this yeah. one specifically for me and then get it wrong. Get it wrong. Well, the very first one uh, that we did, or not, so Corey was the first one that we did on, on Patreon. The second one we did was with Brent and Brent, uh, Brent from Friday Five podcast. And he talked about how. Uh, he was he loved wrestling, and then the final question was about wrestling, and then he didn't get it right. Oh. <laughs> That's the but worst. neither did I, so that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't proclaim that you loved wrestling. That's true. <laughs> in fact, in fact, I know very little about wrestling, so the fact that I even got one of the parts of the question right was more impressive. I think. Man, my my trivia brain stinks. It's from all the all the weed I've smoked. I'm not good at recall. I'm I'm stinky at trivia unless it's Star Wars trivia, and then I usually get everything right. There's like a programming in your brain, Corey. It's like a chip that was installed in your brain as a young child. That like it, it it's like it comes on like it is always there for Star Wars. <laughs> for, yeah, Star Wars called, for Star yeah. Wars. For Star Wars. Sorry, yeah, that's a random stuff. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> it was called seeing Return of the Jedi in the theater at like the age of five, and yeah. just like that completely shaped everything for me from that it, point on. They say anything before seven, it's before seven years old, stays in your brain. So yeah, yeah. So there you go, <laughs> Corey. I don't know if we've ever had this discussion but i think i've heard you say that maybe return of the jedi was like your is really your favorite one yeah it is also my favorite one oh yep i think i've heard you say that on a on a episode too and i kind of uh, cheered for that Uh, and you know honestly that was something that i had to really come to grips and like look inside my soul about because i was like yeah forever forever i was oh yeah empire is the best and yes empire is the best it's freaking awesome but for me my like 
Return of the Jedi is like everything. Like, yeah. I mean, I saw it in the theater when I was five, and like, it's the reason that I love puppets. It's because like Dark Crystal and all that kind of stuff. Because Jabba Hutt's palace was nothing but puppets. It was so freaking cool. It's <laughs> no. the reason I love Boba Fett because he looks so freaking cool. It's the reason I love Biker Scouts because they look so freaking yeah. cool. So <laughs> you know, and when I was a kid riding like my bicycle in the woods, I was a Biker Scout because they were so freaking cool. But uh, yeah, Return of the Jedi, man. I, I that was when my when Myra and I did the whole rewatching and I kind of reordered the movies and you know everyone's always like what's this I'm like you know what the my order of Star Wars movies is based on my time in life and right yeah. now right yeah. now nostalgia is very strong in my life and um so Return of the Jedi is number one maybe 10 20 years from now uh, Empire Strikes Back will be back in the number one slot you know but right now it's Return of the Jedi because that movie mm. freaking rocks I agree Thank you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Tess. Well, <laughs> where, how about that? <laughs> how about that? Where can we find you, Tess, online? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at Tessianos. That's T-E-S-S-L-L-A-N-O-S. And as always, at OCD Podcast on Instagram. Corey and I both share the liking and the commenting and the posting on OCD. So that's why we now put dash Corey or dash Tess at the end of our comments. But yeah, you can find me. You can find me there. Corey. I like to say this. Where can we not find you? <laughs> oh, you know, you cannot find me on the Friday Five podcast. You cannot find me on Talking Back, although you can occasionally. Uh, oh, wait, and actually, can, yeah. I know. So wait, you're lying, Corey, because we can't find you there. The only one I have not been on yet is Friday Five. Come okay. on, Brent Eric. Come on. <laughs> I'll be, and uh, Brent and I have been trying to do a, a watch list forever, uh, but he, his schedule, he's, he's got a kid and everything, and I can't, you know, he, he's like, I'm sorry, man. I'm like, dude, I totally get it, man. Like kid, kid comes yeah. first and everything. So we'll, we will get one eventually, but, uh, yeah, you know, you can find me on podcast after dark, Cartwright, et cetera, et cetera. And more importantly than that, you can find all of these podcasts, every single one of them. You can find them at www.bfopnetwork.com. That is bfopnetwork.com. That link is in every show notes on every one of our podcasts. It should be right in the bottom. And uh, it's the one place where you can find the collection of every show. You know, you can go to each individual show's you know, Podbean page if you want to, or each individual show's own website if you need to, but you can find every single one of them at bfopnetwork.com and including Blasphemer Past, Pad, mm-hmm. Friday Five, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. please check that out when you can. And please, 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 huge please leave us a five-star review and a little bit of a write-up on apple podcasts we really really appreciate that and it it's not just for vanity it also helps us kind of show up higher in in search results for comic books and stuff like that and gets basically gets more people um it it gets our podcast in front of more people so wherever you know you you listen to us if you can just rate us and, and review us there but uh if you can on apple podcasts that would be freaking huge and for huge, all the podcasts dude. yeah <laughs> huge man <laughs> awesome well john thank you again for being here we love having you here we hope to have you again um thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of ongoing comic book discussion podcast i'm tess and i'm Corey, and that's john over there <laughs> Woo-hoo. and we'll see you guys next time i wish i had a belch ready or was it like with like the simpson lips and everything where they're like flapping in the wind
This has been another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Follow us at OCD Podcast on Instagram and Ongoing Comic Book Discussion Podcast on Facebook. You can also review us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, and support us on Patreon. Tune in next week for another episode of Ongoing Comic Book Discussion with Tess and Corey. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. 